Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Call to Action podcast. Today is Thursday, February 18th. Eric, we have some teams that are headed to Cleveland. Let's go, man. Finally. It, it seems yeah. like uh, it's taken a while to get to this moment, but it, it, it's it's putting me in a good mood that we're actually going to be back in the field house very soon. So Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, we had on the men's side, we had uh, this on uh, Tuesday night, uh, Tuesday uh, or on Tuesday night, we had Toledo and Akron punching their ticket to the tournament. Yeah. Um, and then on the women's side, uh, yeah. Bowling Green in Central Michigan, right? Right. Yeah. It was an interesting, interesting evening Wednesday because uh, Bowling Green and Central actually played each other, but uh, with a chance to both clinch. So with Toledo losing, Central, even though they lost, made up that ground uh, and uh, eventually clinched the seat. So it was very interesting, but props to uh, Bowling Green over there um, because they were picked 11th in the, in the preseason poll this year. And to you know make that milestone for Coach Freilich in her third year is, is something really special. Yeah, absolutely incredible story of how that that's been turned around. And, um, you know, they're, they're sitting there in the driver's seat, right? So uh, it's it's crazy. It shows that preseason polls are a big motivation and pretty much nothing else. Uh, yeah. And we kind of know that, but uh, they're also a good thing to have out prior to the season to kind of get a little buzz going. But, yeah, it's sometimes teams look at that and say, we're not 11th. We can we can win this whole thing. So, yeah, prop props to BG on the women's side and and Central Michigan for clinching, uh, who are a mainstay. You know, Central Michigan and women's basketball over the years has always been there. And then, you know, that the season uh, continues on. Like I said, at the men's on the men's side, uh, for both Toledo and Akron, and they're both neck and neck, uh, separated by half a game. And uh, we'll see what happens here down the stretch, but. Uh, yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting to start doing the little tiebreakers and, uh, see that people are clinching, even though we don't know how many games people are going to play and whatnot. It's still fun. I was, I was trying to figure out a a couple SIDs emailed me, uh, this morning at just asking what, uh, their magic number would be. And I was like, I don't know, you've only played 12 games and people have played 15. So I don't know what your magic number is right now, but it is definitely fun to get back in that, in that tournament mode. And, uh, and looking forward to get back to the, uh, to the field house for sure. Yeah. We were talking offline, just going through our checklist and it's like, wow, it's February 18th. Like, you know, next week, this time we're wrapping up the week We're we're done and it's going to be March and we're going to be back. And the last time you and I have been, you know, in the same place is at our football championship. So it's, uh, it's, it's nuts that, you know, we're coming back and it's kind of like a full circle thing. It's fun being on these calls to start getting ready for this tournament. Again, um, tickets are on sale currently, uh, limited tickets for Friday and Saturday. Um, and, and, and I hope, I mean, the hope is with some time here that, you know, maybe the state of Ohio with, with cases going down, you don't know, you don't know, maybe more fans will be allowed and, and maybe more things will happen by then. But right now, limited number of fans, pretty, pretty limited. And, um, but, but you can get there, you can get there. It's, uh, it's, and it's fun. I, I just can't wait for people to get back in a tournament and, and us do what we really like doing. Although at a, different level than what we've done that before yeah and i do want to mention just how much work not only yourself um jeremy to get ready for this but there's been a lot of work behind the scenes just to prepare the the arena um to make it really the safest place um that it can be for the tournament we wouldn't 
obviously be releasing tickets if we didn't feel that it wasn't safe for people to come and enjoy themselves and, and watch some great Mac basketball. So um, yeah. I want to let everyone know that a lot of work has been put in um, behind the scenes to get this place ready and get this tournament underway. So we're very excited, obviously, um, for the normal reasons, but also because we get to see our hard work come to fruition a little bit. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the, the things that are in place here, I think outside of a hospital, yeah. it's like the safest place you could be like it, it's it's uh they got a lot of things in place and and they're a great group to work with and again that's that's what's going to make this so fun and and great to to get into so um but yeah with basketball we talked uh the other day uh now that we're on this two show kick not mm-hmm. not much has happened from last show to this show but as a reminder i mean we got sports more sports starting up with uh field hockey or I keep saying field hockey and I apologize. It's women's lacrosse. I'm just, you know, I'm still learning from our last step, last episode. It's women's lacrosse. Our inaugural season of women's lacrosse starts tomorrow. Baseball starts um, this weekend. And uh, you know, that's in addition to the 50 other sports that we have going on. Yeah. We've had men's soccer going on for a few days too. So uh, very exciting time. Very exciting time for sure. It is. It is. Um, What else, what what else you been doing? Are you feeling better? We check in on you after last episode. I am feeling better. And you know what we've, I think the main thing I really want to touch on with you is uh, we've definitely over the last few months been trying to get into some different things. You know, we talked about that episode with the stock market and and things like that, but you have a real revelation that I don't know if you necessarily want to put everybody onto right now, but if you want to talk about it a little bit, I want to, I want to hear what you have to say. Well, if you don't know by now, it's too late. So that's what I'll start with. Uh, I don't know. Maybe people have seen uh, some traction on this NBA top shot. Let me, let me tell you real quick. I still know nothing about what it is, (laughs) but it's essentially collecting basketball cards. Like I was a little kid again, only their videos there. No, they're, they're moments. Like you can, you can right click save as, and that moment is on your desktop. But oh, people no are paying money, but people are paying money for these things. And so, you know, I told one of my buddies, I said, why am I paying money for a video clip? And he said, why did you pay money for a person's picture on a piece of cardboard when you're a little like as a basketball card? So, yeah, look it up. Uh, I'm not going to go too much in depth with it on yeah, here, but know, it's, know. Uh, you know, quarantine just takes you down path it's still in quarantine and it's not golf season yet. So you got to create some hobbies. And, uh, and so it's essentially like a basketball moment stock market. I don't know how to describe it, but uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Look it up. If look it up, it's a wild thing. There's been articles on it. Uh, Gary V put something out on it yesterday. Darren Rovell. Um, uh, There's someone else. But uh, yeah, watch, I mean, watch this seamless transition, but hopefully in a few years, we'll be seeing our next guest on, on a couple of NBA top shot moments. Yeah. Um, today, today we have a, a very special guest and um, record holder for the most points scored at the men's basketball BG program. Um, Justin Turner is going to join us for, for a little interview just to talk about, you know, his, his record-breaking season and, and everything going on with the men's basketball program. So uh, we hope you enjoy this interview with uh, Justin Juice Turner. All right, everybody. We have a very special guest with us today. 
uh, fifth year senior on the Bowling Green men's basketball team, Justin Turner, Juice. Justin, how uh, how you doing today? No, I've been good, man. Um, playing healthy. Other than the cold, you know, I've been pretty good. Well, you know, thanks for joining us today. And we wanted to, uh, we've been waiting to, to have you on here for a while because a lot's been going on with the, with the program and with yourself. And uh, we thought that this was a fitting time. I mean, congratulations from both of us. Uh, 2,000 points. Uh, first uh, BG men's basketball player to ever hit 2,000 points. Uh, and that just happened the other night. Uh, let, let's start there. We have some other things to check off the list, but has, has that sunk in? I mean, you're the first player in school history to do that. And I know it's a team game and team first, but ha have you had some time to kind of reflect on what you've done? Um, it, I honestly haven't. It hasn't really sunk in yet. Um, I think as more time go, it will. But I'm so caught up in the season and, and trying to get us to – be our best version of ourselves possible and winning. And then at the same time, you know, we still, we, we kind of had a, had a rough patch in the middle, in the, in the middle of conference play. So also being caught up into that and, and what's best for the team. I haven't really just sat back and just thought about it, but I'm sure as time go, I'll, I'll reflect more and it'll be something that, you know, it, it'll hit eventually. I don't know when, but it, I know it will, like it, it always does. And, sure. and I know 2000 points is a ton of points, but is there, is there a moment or a basket that really stands out to you that you'll you really remember from your career? Man, it's 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 a couple, honestly, because you know we throughout my four years here, we've been played in some pretty big games. So off the top of my head, I can think, I can say the Ohio shot OU last year, the buzzer beater, um, Western Kentucky because you know they had uh, Charles Bassey, he was projected to be a lottery pick. Um, they were projected to be a tournament team. Um, I think uh, even though we lost a couple of baskets, I had a lot of big baskets at LSU. Mm -hmm. um, so those are just some tip of the iceberg, man. I feel like I've had a, a few, so I'm blessed to say that. No doubt. The, the Ohio one, I think it's still fresh in my mind, that shot. And uh, uh, that, you that, know, that I, I played terrible that game, too, so that's really the only shot <laughs> I got to remember for that game. Uh, hey, all it takes is one, right? Get the dub, yeah. get the shot. And, yeah. and you and you move on, but yeah, that that would be, when Eric asked that question, we didn't even have that on the list. You know, Eric's just yeah. you know freestyling over here, I but uh, but he, yeah, but but that's the first thing that that definitely came to my mind. That's that's a that's a huge moment. Um, you know, not only did you score your two thousand point the other night, but uh, Coach Huger became the first BG alum uh, as head coach to win a hundred games. Uh, so you guys are checking off all these things all in one game. You know, how cool is it um, that he was able to do that? I mean, just just a fellow alum, someone who came back, someone leading the team. And, and, and you know, ultimately, how has he helped you just during your time um, at BG? Yeah, um, I think it's, it's special, you know, because um, one thing I used to say, especially in the beginning, you know, when I got here, it was the second year and we were still trying to figure things out. But it was a bunch of first, second year players that was up under him. But at the same time, it was it was his first year, second year too. So it was stuff that he kind of had to to learn about whatever it was being a head coach or how to work with players, how to talk to certain players. So it was certain stuff that, you know, not only as players, but uh, as a coach, he had kind of had to get over and help with too. So that just shows the growth. It shows how much work and 
and how, how much we've been grinding to this program. And then even for him, you know, constantly um, wanting to get better, pushing other players. And then as far as him helping me is just um, little guard, different little guard, deviant uh, skill stuff. You know, he, he, he played at Bowling Green, was a, was a first team all Mac player. So he just showed me different things, reading defenses, coming off pick and rolls. Um, just stuff to get better at every year. And it can be the smallest little thing, but, you know, everybody know basketball is a, a game of attention to detail. So every small thing mattered and eventually, you know, it helps your grant, your game elevate to, to take it to the next level. Yeah, And talk just as a follow-up with that, you know, you mentioned the changes that he's brought. Just like – what are some of those things? How have you seen the program grow? How, how have you seen the met, uh, you know, the, the maturity of, of you guys and, and what you've been doing these last few years? And, you know, what you, you mentioned some things, but go into a little more detail on, on what you personally see inside and outside the locker room. Um, I think the biggest thing is that, you know, it's kind of a player, more of a player led team now. Um, in the beginning, you know, we were all young and, and like I said, it was coach, coach Uber's first year. So he kind of had the, show everybody what, what he wanted and his way of how to do things. You know, after you get to a point, especially my redshirt junior year and senior year, it kind of got to the point where, like, he don't even need to coach anymore. You know, obviously he's going to coach and, and guide us and put us where we need to be. But, you know, the responsibility falls on me, Daquan, um, guys like Trey to, to kind of hold people accountable on the team and, and making sure that we're in the right direction of what we want to do. Because, you know, we kind of we remind the team every day of what the goal is. So uh, we keep that in mind. You know, that's 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 it should be enough said with that. You know, we we we'd be able to lead the team and, and get done what we need to get done. And, you know, you mentioned being such a leader for this program. You know, you had a huge decision last year, whether yeah. to whether to leave and come or come back. Just talk about, you know, that process and then ultimately the decision that led you back to BG. Man, uh, it was a, it was a lot. It was a long process. Um, I told myself going in, I, I wanted to make the best decision for me, not what other people wanted, not what give me the most attention, most hype, most followers, whatever the case is. And I didn't want to sacrifice uh, the way I play. I didn't want to go to another school just to say I'm out of Kansas or 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 uh, Arkansas or any school, you, whatever. So because you see some people go to different colleges and they don't look nothing like how they was at the school they went. So ultimately wanted to stay with a school that believed in me from the jump, um, a school that I had a lot, invested a lot of time in, um, a lot of hours in and, and build it up to, to compete for a conference championship. And at the end of the day, I thought all my goals were still in front of me as far as um, playing for attorney bid, obviously trying to win our conference and, and being one of the best players in the conference. So it was something that, it also took a lot of belief for me. It was like, all right, I know I can get this done to ultimately come back. Yeah, it's really interesting. Great point that you bring up there of just you see many times, not I'm not talking about our conference, but just the whole landscape of college basketball, a guy that might be at a smaller school and he's like, you know, he gets he gets the eye, like you mentioned, Kansas or whoever it may be. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do the same thing there. And that doesn't always happen that way, right? Yeah. And, and uh, for you to sacrifice how you play the game, um, and, and not, you know, not wanting to do that, I think speaks yeah. big and, um, you know, it, it leads us kind of, uh, you know, a little bit more unfinished business and another milestone that probably hasn't set in, but yeah. the other thing that happened to 
couple weeks ago now, or maybe within the last week, whatever day it is now, I don't even know what day it is anymore. But, um, you know, you mentioned the names of BG and, you know, we talk about all the time. I'm BG alum as well. And Nate Thurman, Antonio Daniels, Keith McLeod, Anthony Stacy, and now Justin Turner. And you just became the all time leading scorer. Um, you know, that's some amazing company. Those are some big names, uh, not just people that know Bowling Green basketball, but just know college basketball. And right. those are some guys that play in the pros. Um, you know, to, to be, to, to top Anthony Stacy's record, I know he played a huge part in probably bringing you to BG. Um, you know, what, what did that mean just to being on the top and, and looking back and seeing those names? Yeah, I mean, it meant a lot. You know, you, you kind of, when you commit to the school, I know personally for me, I didn't really think that far ahead or think that I even get close to breaking the scoring record or getting 2,000 points or anything like that. So when you um, see some of these greats that have been here and play, you realize how, you know, serious it can be or, you know, especially to the standard that they held, especially when um, AD and, and States played. And, you know, they were a team that was trying to get in the tournament kind of like us. I don't think they had the conference tournament back then. But, you know, it means a lot. Stacy recruited me. Um, I think that made it a little bit more special. You know, he always told me how he wanted he wanted me to break it. Um, I talked to AD a few times this summer. I actually sat down with AD my freshman year. And I remember he told me, like, because we actually lost to by like 30 to Buffalo. And I was I was shocked he told me this because this is my first time meeting him. So I'm thinking he about to like go off on me because we lost. He's like, hey man, you know, you gotta keep working. I believe you can get this place back where it needs to be. And I talked to him while I was in the portal this summer. He was telling me, like, you know, you got everything you want there. And um, so those two constantly pushed me, um, pushed me to get better, pushed me to to break whatever record, but also push me to, to, to lead this team to, to get to the tournament. So the relationship I've built with them, it's pretty special. Well, we know how old Stace is and that makes me old because I was there, <laughs> I was there in, I was yeah. there in the stands or helping out at the athletic department. I mean, I remember it. I mean, it was at Anderson arena. Um, I don't know if he necessarily broke it that at the, at the arena, but you know, I was part of the program back then when he was playing and, and just uh, helping out and everything. And I remember that. And then seeing you Bray, it was like, I mean, this is, this is nuts. And there's been a little, a lot of time in between uh, those two things happening. I also thought it was pretty cool. The, uh, the promotion, the, the juice box promotion. Well, let's get, let's first talk. How did you, how did you get that nickname? Juice. Man, my my stepdad gave it to me. I wasn't even playing basketball at the time. It wasn't basketball season, but um, played football. Was a running back. Had the number thirty two. Um, he said I I ran like OJ Simpson, and at the time, you know, at USC and everything, they called him the Juice. So he was just in the in the middle of the stands. All you would hear is Juice, Juice. That'd be my stepdad just screaming, and then everybody'd be like, "What the heck?" So, you know, I come I come back out after games and then people just saying it and it's just sticking. So basketball season come, you know, gym's a little more compact than the football fields. So you can hear him screaming at this time. And everybody's like, why is he saying that? And then it's just something that kept sticking. Then people realized I was uh, somewhat good at basketball and then they just kept calling me that and then, you know, just never really stopped. So 
And for the people that don't know, they so when you the night that you broke the record, they just had a bunch of juice boxes with like your picture on them. Is that yeah, what they yeah. had? Yeah, they had a bunch of juice boxes with my picture on them. Uh, it was pretty cool. A lot of people, you know, they they took them really quick. A lot of people hit me up trying to get some, still get some. So I'm on them for giving me some more. <laughs> I need I need like a break or something. Yeah, they're a hot commodity now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> love it. Before we I, came I know, on here, oh no, go, go ahead, go ahead. Well, before we came on here, I was like, man, you know, Juice, and we're going to ask the nickname and everything. And I was like going through questions, and she's sitting right over here, not on camera. But I told my wife, I'm going to ask him what his favorite juice is. And she looked at me, and she said, you better not ask that. <laughs> <laughs> because she said that is the corniest question I've ever heard in my life. But I'm still going to ask it because I don't yeah, care. I will. Yeah, absolutely. So what's the undisputed juice in your mind? Man, to me, it's, it's apple juice. Uh, I don't, right. I'm not really, I don't, I'm picky. So I'm not, I don't really try a lot of new things. And I'm real simple, but apple juice has been my favorite forever. I don't really drink anything else like cranberry or apple cranberry. I, I stick to the basics and it's been working out for me. Eric, do you have a, do you have one? Absolutely. I mean, we might as well I, go around the horn. I was, I was going to go cranberry. Um, oh, man. But, but, but then I remembered, yo, have you ever, if you ever have pineapple juice just by itself, no, I haven't. It's incredible. It's really? incredible. It's different on a beach, but I'll I might you. have to try that then. Pineapple yeah, juice. Pineapple's wild, man. That sounds like that sounds like something my stepdad was drinking. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm a combo. Our our kids, uh, you know, our kids obviously drink a lot of juice, and when when they get the uh, it's a combo one, but it's like with the peach and apple together. Like mm-hmm. those are those are good. When you have a when you have a couple together, that's those are always good. But I was always cranberry, too back in the day so anyway um no well, ahead, you, you had the next one go Eric. yeah yeah i know uh stacy made that uh, amazing video for you after you broke the record was there anyone else that kind of reached out to you that was like wow you, i'm so surprised they reached out to me um no nah, not really you know everybody that kind of reached out was just you know you have like, a favorite I, I probably talked to before my favorite one probably stacy favorite one was probably stacy because uh you know, um, he recruited me. We got the bond. Uh, you know, AD Russ reached out. Um, a couple other pros. Um, you know, old coaches. So it, it was all love between everybody. I reached out. I, I appreciate it all. Stace was like living love. He had the couch set up. He was Man. he was nice and relaxed. Yeah, yeah. In the basement, he was about to cry though. I called him. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, no, it's it's big, especially when I'm sure for him, uh, and I hope and I think he will listen to this after it's said and done. But you know, for him to to do that and to bring you in for you to ultimately, I mean, that's that's a big deal. That's a lot went into that. Not only setting it, but him helping bring you to to school there, and then to see you uh, top it. I mean, that's that's got to mean a lot to him. So, yeah, sure. um, well, you know, we we we're, we've been doing this, and you mentioned in the start. Um, rough patch right you guys were picked to preseason um and preseason polls take them for what you will but uh you know coming off a a good year where we didn't have the tournament who knows what would have happened unfortunately but um you know you you guys hit a rough patch lost six in a row but come back and to stick with it and to beat a toledo team who right as we sit here right today would be the number one seed at their place how does a win like that over-rival and maybe propel you and, and get you moving in the right direction? Uh, it does a lot. I think it does a lot for many different reasons. 
one, especially for our younger players, I think is a huge confidence booster um, because it shows you that, you know, this is the number one team. So this statistically and by numbers, this would be the best team in the league right now. So it shows that, you know, you can play with anybody. I think it shows um, when you play how hard we play at Toledo with energy and effort, I think it shows we, we give our chance. We'll give us a chance to win any game, no matter who we play. And then I think of another thing that helped was just showed us um, how much, how important our defensive uh, end is. Because, you know, the games we lost, we probably didn't play the best um, defensively. And we came out and went all out versus Toledo. And same thing with Boston State. We had another good defensive game there. So I think those are the three huge where it helped, you know, especially with confidence in our younger players. We weren't really shooting the ball the best during that six-game skid. So it's just something that we got to keep building on. And then obviously, how do you kind of just coming down to the end of the season, how do you take that momentum and bring it towards a, a, a MAC tournament and then hopefully an, uh, an appearance in the NCAA tournament, which would be the first time since 1968? Yeah, I think you just stick with, stick to what you do. You know, you, you get there for a reason. You, you finish in the top eight for a reason. Um, I don't really believe you got to start changing anything, whether it's your routines, whether it's you going in, working out, um, going in, practicing as hard, paying attention to, to details, your sky reports, and just really just taking the extra time to lock in and focus. You know, it, conference play, everybody already come out hard and, and aggressive and, and focused. But it's like times 10 once the playoffs start because, you know, for our conference, it's only it's one bid. So it's one game you got to show up in it and hopefully the best team win. And obviously everybody wants to win and say they're the best team. But, you know, you go out there and show it and hopefully it happens. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, what I wanted to ask kind of a, maybe a follow-up from the last one, but when you hit a skid like that, and you guys were off to a hot start to begin the year, you know, right. and, and you were off to a hot conference start. Like, what's going on? Take us inside, not the actual conversations going on, but take us inside that locker room and just how you as as the leader of the team keep people like, hey, you know, this, the season's not over. Yeah. Um, I think you just kind of – you just keep everybody poised. Um, that's when, you know, a lot of off-the-court stuff kind of come in too. You know, you build a relationship with these people. Uh, four times like this, you know, you know, you know, you care about them, not only what's happening on the court, but what's going on off the court. So, you know, you kind of, sometimes you might have to take a couple conversations off from basketball and to, and just be there for whatever the person is, is uh, dealing with. And then now when we get back on the court, you kind of have that trust and knowing that your teammate is going to be there for you, whether they play their best basketball or play their worst. And then just, you know, letting know people letting people know that we kind of been here before. You know, I've played a lot of college basketball games. I've seen a lot of different crazy things happen in college basketball. So just making sure nobody's panicking. You know, still on, still stay poised and, and knowing that our goals are still in front of us. And then, you know, we kind of had games where we, we lost to Boston State. We got blue out. We went to Buffalo, won at Buffalo. Came back to Akron, we played well, you know, well enough to win the game. We kind of slipped away from us the last eight minutes. And then the last two games of the, the six-game stretches, we played uh, Western and then Western and Kent. And we were in those games where we gave ourselves a shot to win. So even during the loser stretch, I felt like we were still getting better. So it was always positive stuff to build off of. It just wasn't the result that we wanted. And at the same time, we can't just come into practice and be like, 
oh, we losing. So now it's time to, you know, put hit the brake pedal and things like that. No, you still got to keep going, still be disciplined in what you do, and, and eventually you'll get out of it. So that was really just our mindset for during the whole thing. And how, how difficult has it been, especially this year? I mean, when you're riding a streak like that and to come home and there's not really any fans in the arena to cheer for you and, and things like that, how, how different is that, especially with a community like BG coming out and supporting you guys like they always do? How different has it been? In, in no, it, it's very difficult. You know, it's, it's one thing that, to say, all right, this happens, it, this won't affect us. But then when you actually go through it and see like, ah, oh, man, you gotta, we got to come back home after losing five games straight or six games straight and now we got to try to create our own energy and, mm -hmm. and 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 block out the noise of what's going on with people saying about us you know it's, it's it's easier said than done so to actually try to come in and lead the guys to to stay enthusiastic stay stay with energy and stay passionate about what we do it, it can be a challenge especially when you got 14 other guys on your team so like i said before just uh letting them know that the goal and everything we want and task is still in front of us coming every day ready to work and and just try to keep building off each day because you know as long as you're getting better you start playing well at the right time anything happens yeah and and hopefully you know as, as we look forward to the tournament hopefully you know we're waiting to see every day's uh we're learning something new about possibility of uh you know, right now we have limited fans, but, you know, you right. never know from now until then what, what can happen with, with everything. It's the, the unknown is, uh, has obviously been crazy, but hopefully that, that energy that we always see at the field house is, is back in, in some form, at least, you know, from, from looking from last year, uh, where we didn't get to have anything, just, just getting back on that court for not only you, but you know, other teams, other guys to to have that tournament experience is is going to be huge. So that's what we've been up to is trying to make sure that that all is going to be working out for you guys. Um, yeah, no, for sure. I think once <laughs> we get in the queue, though, that should be even whether we have fans or not, that'll be enough. You know, when you get on that floor, you're gonna know what's at stake. No, no doubt, no doubt. We're we're excited. We still have a, a very empty feeling, as I'm sure everyone else did. Of not being able to have a tournament last year and that's where all this mess started and uh you know to to have a tournament and get through it um th this year is is going to be something that you know we can't wait to see and i know we're when we're saying what everyone else is, has on their mind for sure um i, I did want to ask you know, the, we talked a little bit about the community. Just what does it mean to play for for the BG community? You mentioned the juice box thing, going back to that, just like people hitting you. I don't know if those are campus people. I don't know if those are people in the community or whatever. But we, we have a, we've had a couple people on here that have always told us like a community story when you're out and about. Do you have like a story that comes to mind of like anyone coming to you in the, in the community when you're off the court uh, that, that might be something funny or memorable? Oh man, yeah, it's, it's happened uh, quite a few times since I've been here. Um, I think the one that kind of rings the bell the most is I remember I went to, I wanted to go do something for class at, at one of the, um, one of the homes where, you know, the elderly stay and they kind of do activities. So I went to like one of the activity hours and I met a, a man named David. And I remember the whole time he was talking to me about basketball and stuff. I didn't really I didn't think he knew who I was I didn't I never I told him my name and everything you know he 
he just talked to me and, and kept talking about basketball and what, who his favorite players were, just different little things about the game and how, you know, it's evolving, changing the three-point shots. And back in his day, you know, it was it pounding in and people breaking backboards and stuff like that. And then at the end, he was just like, yeah, man, I love watching you play. Keep doing what you do. Great person. And I sat there, I had lunch with him. You know, and just enjoyed the whole experience. We just talked about a lot of different things, talking about my major, what was I going to graduate in. You know, he was a great person. So I think that honestly sticks with me the most because it was just something so random and, and spurred a moment. And we just happened to get a line. You know, I, I walked in. They told me to just pick a table. I picked him because he was by himself. And, you know, we, we just started talking. We developed a, a mini friendship right there. And I mean, you mentioned you mentioned your your major. Obviously, you're working on your your second degree. What does what does that mean to you? And can you tell the the people a little bit about what you want to do, if not basketball after basketball? Yeah. Oh no, it means a lot. I think when you get the chance to to use basketball for for education, trying to achieve something that's that's difficult to, difficult to do, that's a blessing. You know, a lot of times players we let basketball use us, and we don't use basketball. Um, it's a tool to, to 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 get something that a lot of people uh, don't get. And, you know, as far as after my career, I, I, I'm not really sure what I want to get into yet specifically. I know I have a couple of ideas. I think I want to get into broadcasting. I'm not sure if I, if I want to be a coach yet. I'm kind of in and out. Sometimes I want to be a coach, and sometimes I see the stressful part, and I go, oh, I don't think I want to be a coach. So... It's just little stuff. And then hopefully, you know, maybe my pro career can open some doors for me in different job opportunities. So it's just something that I'm going to keep uh, plugging that and figuring out as, as I go by. But I, I got a degree in um, human development, family studies. So definitely involved with people and working with people for the, for the better of um, themselves and myself. Yeah, and and may may we both add? I mean, you're the only Mac player on the uh, senior class award list, uh, one of thirty. So you know, congrats to you on that too. And we'll see what what happens as they uh, uh, break that list down a little further. But to, for you to represent the Mac and work on, like you said, your second degree and and all that is is a huge testament to what you're doing off the court, not just on the court. So congrats to you, not only not only on the points and all that stuff, but you know, you're, you're working towards something bigger as well and taking advantage, like you said, of um, this basketball is providing an opportunity. So that's cool stuff. All right. Now a few kind of more fun questions off the court things as we, as we wrap up here, but I know none of these guys can guard you, but which, which Uh BG coach still has the most game that can run with you that, that you've ever not, not current coach, but anyone you've played for four that currently like them as a coach has the most game yeah yeah I'm just, uh, that's hard because i've literally i've seen them play and they cannot move <laughs> nothing I'm i would coach coach Wat, watkins now he's the only one that, that's mobile enough not, i see coach of- right go up and down his knees is too bad i remember he guarded <laughs> one time and his knee almost gave up like he fell almost fell and everything <laughs> I get scared watching them play because I be thinking they're gonna hurt themselves. So, <laughs> so probably hey, what, okay, all right. So of the of the former uh, BG alums, Coach Huger included. No, 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 nothing, huh? No, nah, 
they, no. they can't move. <laughs> not trying to get you in trouble here, but yeah. you know. No, they know. I tell them they can't. They they too. I don't want to say old because it's gonna be me one day, but well, well, I mean, in a more competitive place, it, when you when you go to the MAC basketball tournament, we see these amazing guards that you have to go up against, and, and you know, just conference play in general. Who's your toughest matchup in the conference that, that that you that maybe one you look forward to, and then maybe one you don't look forward to? Man, I look forward to more honestly, but that, that's tough, man. The MAC. Mac has always had some good guards. I was actually just talking to my coach about this because I felt I said when I first came in, I feel like the talent was good. It was great then, you know. It had Thomas Wilder, uh, Jerron Simmons, and all those players. I said every every year, I think it gets better, like just everything. But um, as far as the tough matchups, I think the two that I two that I go with is Lauren Kristen Jackson and um, and Jason Preston. Um, obviously, two different types of guards, Lauren Kristen Jackson. Um, smaller but fierce competitor and and light you up from the threes get to the basket it's lightning quick and Jason Preston uses the size is so smart and his with his passing ability and getting uh, other players involved and, and then another thing with Lawrence Jackson is I feel like every year what well, these past three years it's been like far as scoring it's been like you know top two and, and then you know last year's team was first mine was second obviously they second right now but it's always something something to gain when playing him. So I would, I would say that. Yeah, I mean, we looked at the preseason uh, all Mac. You know, it's all guards. It's all yeah. guards, you know, and, and, has it ever and all like, really good. Has it been like – has it always been like – Yeah, all, not, has it ever been all guards? Like, uh, I mean – Not that I can not, – Not in a long time. Not in a long time. I'm not saying, you know, sometimes in our conference – you know, we're, we're a little on the smaller side, so it's certainly possible. But when you looked at that list of those of those guys, I mean, like everyone can ball. I mean, yeah. you know, and, and it and it's, does speak to the conference. It's yeah. And, you know, and I, Javon Graves, you know, I've been battling yeah. him since his freshman year. We kind of been – we've been – we've been at it. We've had a lot of – some battles. I lost a championship then. So, you know, he, yeah. some, that's somebody – I know when we play Buffalo uh, – time to bring the hard hat you know so it definitely got to be the guards it, when when there are fans in the building what's what's the toughest or what's a road trip that you most look look forward to the most to go see what the the energy in the crowd and that you're like i i want to put on in front of these opposing fans uh i think buffalo buffalo and toledo yeah. you know yeah. obviously toledo is our rivals they're gonna come that little i forget what they call it, a group i think it's like the savage six or something like that oh the guys that dress up and stuff yeah them. yeah um how could you blue you know blue name? crew i don't know i don't know they got the faces the wigs and everything on i think it's the blue crew i don't know <laughs> yeah see i don't even know their name i don't care <laughs> no, no, they're Toledo, so. um, yeah you know toledo they're gonna come and, and help with you and then i think buffalo too it's always crazy there Man, last year was so crazy because that was our first time playing them since the, the championship. And it was obviously not the rematch, but somewhat of a rematch. And it was crazy in there. So those are two places I want to go in and I want to shut their crowd up. So I'm I'm glad that we went in Savage this year. I'm glad we went in Savage last year. I did them with the shush and, and that felt <laughs> pretty good. So it, it was, it's been good. I love it. Those well, are yeah, go ahead. 
Those are definitely two. I was just gonna say those are definitely two places that um, you know I, I think most people would say they they always get great fan support at both places. Uh, you know, I, I feel like over the years we're um, a lot more of these places. Whether you're at, you know, Akron always has. I mean, it's yeah. a smaller gym, but when they're right on top of you, and Kent is like really right on top of you. I feel yeah, like you're, you're hearing bleaches at Kent. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, when you when you're talking about all those places, I feel like there are there's there's a lot of things. And back when I was in school, I mean, those places were packed. And when we had Anderson Arena at BG, I mean. That was that place was it was a mob scene. Yeah. Oh, you too. Oh, you was one yep. that they they show out every time. And I remember last year, it was either last year or two years ago. I remember we started going to these away games. I'm like, man, I don't like my freshman. I don't remember te- teams having people come out like this, especially when we went to like Miami, NIU. I'm like, man, teams out here really trying to want us to lose. Like, <laughs> they, they they not playing. Like, I don't remember gyms being packed like this. So it, it was. It, it, it got crazy. Well, just one thing, last thing before we get out of here. I remember the – I mean, I think the best Mac game I've ever seen live was the the game you guys beat Buffalo when they were mm-hmm. ranked. With, what, what was it, close to 6,000 people in the Stroh? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean that, that was crazy. So Were we there in person? Is that when yeah. you came with yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I, I miss it. I miss being at games. We both miss it. We talk on here all the time. We miss not getting out and getting back to whatever campus it is to go see. I mean, there, there's been a lot of good games this year, and we're going to have to rely on seeing everyone at the tournament. The last thing we have is just pandemic, right? And you got you guys have done a great job as, as an institution to, you know, get through the season and everything. And I know that there's always some bumps with some other teams, but what, do, what have you been doing? Like, it's basketball. I mean, you got to keep so that you're not, you know, uh, getting tested and testing positive and staying smart. I mean, what off the court, what have you been doing in, in BG? Yeah, I mean, definitely <laughs> limiting, uh, limiting my uh, people I be around, you know, people I text them all the time, like, I'm sorry, but you know, I can't get sick. You know, that's, that's two whole weeks of not playing and missing games. And, you know, a lot of people understand and understand the level. But, man, really, I play a, a lot of the game, watch a lot of movies, and, and really been doing that since quarantine, you know, keeping myself occupied. Obviously, I go to the grocery store and, and do all those type of things. But a couple of times I painted. Can't paint worth nothing, but just painted because I was bored one time. Um listening to music, you know, doing what anybody else would do, but I'll probably say the most I did was watch movies and play the game. I'll just go on the internet, type in, like, top games of the generation, and then I'll play whatever I come up with. <laughs> do, you, do you play video games a lot at all, or what? Yeah, I do. I play I play a fair amount. I play not crazy a lot, but if I got something to play, like, I like like I like story games, like, that, like uh, cinematic stuff with movies, so if something is is big and you know I, I hear a lot about it then i'll go play it okay okay so le- less of competitive gaming more so enjoying the story and stuff like yeah, that more so enjoying the story i got i got tired of 2k i stopped playing that they're gonna roll me back into the video games with the uh ncaa football or whatever they're yeah, gonna call I heard it about yeah <laughs> But I've been I've been retired for quite some time now, but you never know. Never know. Well, Juice, uh, we want to thank you once again for uh, coming on with us today. Um, like we mentioned, season uh, 
far from over, but you know, with, uh, well, less than a month now, looking forward to the tournament in Cleveland and, uh, you know, congrats once again on, on all the milestones and hopefully, you know, looking back at this season, you're not only, uh, talking about those, but potentially, you know, taking, taking your squad back to a NCAA tournament for the first time in ages. I mean, like Eric said, 1968, and I know that's, that's the end goal. So, um, you know, we, 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 we want to thank you once again for coming on and uh, best of luck to you. No, thanks for having me guys. I appreciate it. All right, there you have it. Justin Juice Turner. Uh, great interview once again. Glad we were able to get him on. Uh, I mean, he, look, I don't think it's sunk in what he's done, but he's, I mean, he's, he's a, he's gonna be a Bowling Green basketball legend. I mean, that's, that's, he's the top point scorer and he went over 2K and, um, you know, he's, he's really been a major part of what Coach Huger and how they've turned things around there. Absolutely. And it's, it's so nice to always talk to these guys because, you know, you, you see all their accomplishments on the court and, and things like that, but then you, you sit them down and you realize they're just nice, humble guys. And uh, yeah, like you said, I don't think his, it's really set in what he's done there yet, um, but I'm excited to see what uh, the future has for him because it's going to be special. Yeah. And as we talked about in the open, uh, we will see who knows they, they, you know, when talking to him, have they turned the corner after a rough patch, uh, do these last couple of wins, get them headed in the right direction down the stretch. I mean, you want to be playing your best basketball. It doesn't matter at the start or end of January, start of February. It's this, this final stretch. So that's, that's what really makes it. And, uh, yeah, it was good to have him on. Glad to talk about it. Uh, glad we could talk a little juice with him, you know, a little juice and, uh, you know, I'm kind of thirsty for some juice now. So anyway, no, it was, it was great having juice on and, uh, yeah, can't wait to, to see him in the Falcons, uh, you know, get, get to Cleveland and see what happens. But, um, I think that does it for today's show. Unless you got anything else. Yes, sir. Good to no. go. Well, until then, get some action. Get some action.